0: Bam, we're live. Hey, can you see when we go live, or are you just always just like, oh shit, he went live and didn't tell me?
1: The latter. No, I'm just kidding. I can see it.
0: Like, what do you see? Like, you see like that red clock pop up in the corner?
1: Yeah, and then I see it says like the red live timer on the top left.
0: Oh yeah. So- sometimes it- it's it's weird. It used to be all the time. It's not as much anymore. But like right before I'll take a deuce. I won't even know that I have to take a deuce. I'll just start to um, like not feel like myself, like, like 10 or like 10 or 15 minutes before the deuce comes. Like, I can't really explain it. Yep. And then sometimes my arm will get start tingling <laughs> and I still won't know I have to take a deuce. And then, and then speaking of deucing, can you imagine if your last name was plumber plumber? I hardly know her. Um, and, <laughs> My arm starts tingling, but I know that, like, hey, just go sit on the toilet and take a few deep breaths. And then I just take this monster deuce, and then it's all gone. Like, I'm back. You don't, Do you ever have any of that?
1: Back to normal. No, I've, I've usually, like, before, um, when I was an athlete, I, before, like, a game or something, I would feel, like, just, like, nauseous. Or, like, I would just feel like, uh, just, I don't know, I guess, like, an out-of-body experience, I guess. And then as soon as I would go take a shit, it was, like, totally fine. Yeah, different different cool. symptoms, I guess, but similar.
0: Yeah, I think it's like something pressed. I think it's like something in my intestine. Um, like there's just a deuce there, and it pushes on something in my spine or a nerve. There's got to be like some.
1: I wonder if it's just like a visceral reaction to getting on a podcast, though. You said you get nervous. No, no, no. Them. This is
0: before the podcast. Like, yeah. I could just be. Yeah, I could just be anywhere. I I do oh, I do oh, have. Okay. Uh, but you know what is interesting about the podcast? I read like. So when I wake up in the morning, there's two things I really, three things I really want to do before the podcast. I want to uh, drink a cup of coffee, um, shower and deuce. And so, like, I will just go sit on the, the toilet and just take, just start just taking crazy deep breaths and then focus all my awareness down, like, around my anus until yeah. one just appears. Like, I don't push or anything. And then and if I don't, um, it would be weird. It would be like working out. Knowing that you have to take a deuce, I, I, I don't. I just can't come on the podcast. I've actually thought, hey, I'm going to postpone this podcast 15 minutes until a deuce shows up, but they, they always show a, up. It's almost like I'm threatening potty. my anus. Hey, asshole! <laughs> no pun intended. If you if you don't if you don't open up and let one out, I'm fucking. We're not doing the podcast. It's like all right, all right, be cool.
1: Do you use the squatty potty?
0: I don't. I don't. But I would. Uh, we used to have one at CrossFit HQ. <laughs> yeah. And I really liked it. Really? Yeah, I really liked it. And what's interesting is um, uh, one of my coworkers there th- really hated it. Not the squatty potty, but he, he thought that it's a personal item.
1: Oh, yeah. I could see that, I guess. It's like, Dude, hey, I brought a this
0: toothbrush word. is a personal item.
1: Yeah. It's also, su- I always found it super difficult to get into. <clears throat> like, I have to like, I'm like 6'2". So oh, I've, you I've,
0: are that big, Caleb?
1: Yeah. Oh, i had you know, no
0: idea
1: when brian saw me he goes dude you're tall as shit <laughs> like that's the first thing he told me wow so, i had
0: no idea
1: but yeah like when i stood when i stand on it it just seems like i'm so far elevated that i'm yeah. basically doing an astagrass squat just to get into the toy bowl
0: oh so you get on it and then get on the toilet yeah. i
1: never really knew how to get on it and then i tried it the one time and i was like nah i'm good i don't want to do this anymore <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I'm short enough to where like I get on the toilet and then I kick it over with my feet. Oh, I uh, I hate that sound that it makes when it rubs on the, the tile. Oh, yeah. HQ. Just that I fucking...
1: It's like a knife on a plate.
0: I do not like that. <sighs> Super uncomfortable. <laughs> Avi told me if you're having trouble pooping, just sit in the minivan thank you <laughs> uh, yeah, uh my wife bought me this shirt if you and it, it's my my wife bought me the my 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 wife bought me sweats that like have like uh holiday patterns on them okay and this shirt for christmas my wife is um it's so out of character like, the, I can't believe yeah. she, I can't, first of all, we, I never, like, I can't believe she bought me sweats with the holiday pattern. I'm so like conservative about my clothes and she would never say anything like this. I've never heard my wife say the word bang. <laughs> She's a fucking yoga teacher. She teaches like breathing and shit.
1: Maybe she thought you were being eccentric.
0: It's, She's like, please a, don't be mean. Like she says stuff to me like, please don't say anything mean to anyone on your podcast today. Just try to talk without being mean. It's like, it's like that. And then I'm like, this is my shirt for Christmas. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what's up jim
2: what's up dude oh. how's, uh, how's the audio sound
0: uh good except i don't have my uh, okay, the headphones hold on let me i'm not doing it right ah uh, now i'm better now you're better cool do you think that this uh doing murph 365 days is like am aging you prematurely
2: um probably at somewhere at some point
0: <laughs> i you've turned into like such a cool looking man like you were a boy when you started this shit
2: yeah i've been um I got,
0: now you're like a warrior
2: yeah i've been like uh you know cutting my hair and shaving for the past 10 years on the department and then i got put in a, a unit where you don't have to shave it's like just a desk job lo- real low key um you don't have to shave or cut your hair so i've just been letting it roll
0: it, it's funny when you said that you were put into a job where you didn't have to shave. I thought it was a totally different job than a desk job.
2: Oh no, no. It's, it's a, it's a super chill spot now.
0: H- how's uh how's the wife with the beard? She hates it. She does. Yeah. Do you think that she would learn to, do you think she maybe she'll learn to like it or like she, it's not even open to that.
2: No, she's, she's been begging me to cut it. Um, she's like, like stubble, but she's like, you're too handsome to have that covering up your face.
0: She's
2: like, man, I'll take the compliment.
0: Isn't it, it? It Yeah. Is that what I had to do to get a compliment?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's weird. It's weird that, uh, you know how they say that um, girls dress up like to like, because of comp, like to impress other girls. Like they dress up and get pretty and get boob jobs and just all that shit. Just to like um it's weird. I, I think facial hair is like that. Yeah. For dudes. Like I'm gonna I'm like in my mind right now, I'm about to grow a monster beard and it's like for no other reason except to just flex on other dudes. Like I saw Rory and riches and I'm like, fuck, this. fuck this, is this.
2: they're solid. Mine, mine not so much. Um, but yeah, I've always wanted to have a beard for like hunting season. It's pretty sweet. So got to grow it out this year
0: yeah um do you play with it a lot
2: oh yeah i probably i go like this a lot
0: yeah once mine reached a certain height i played with it a lot and i enjoyed playing with it
2: yeah yeah during um during like the beginning of covid we had like our department you can keep your beard like to like a half inch i think and during like uh we were working crazy shifts during covid because everybody was like so short like this like at the beginning we had to like stand by the testing sites and they were like you can't because of um the mask mandate you had to shave your <clears throat> your facial hair so we all had like you know semi beards that were like half inch and i just grew like this gnarly mustache i was like curly in the corners and i would just like sit like that all day long
0: Not hey. only do you have to get approval from the police department before you come on a podcast?
2: Uh, probably if you're going to talk about stuff with the debar- about the department. But this is a health and fitness podcast,
0: right? <laughs> and if I asked you something about the police department, you didn't want to answer. You could just say something like, uh, "I'm not that that I'm not able to speak on behalf of the police department."
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, but but you are able to speak on behalf of people who are attempting to do Murph every single day for a year. Yeah. You did get approval for that. Yeah. How many people do you think are in that club?
2: It's like kind of blown up. Like there's been like, I get messages every single day on Instagram of guys that are doing it. Like, I I don't know, maybe right now, currently like attempting it, like under a hundred days, there's probably like 40 or 50. What? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I get a new one every single day. If somebody like sending me on Instagram, or TikTok, them, them doing this. And like, I preface it by saying like, bro, I don't recommend this.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you that. So you don't recommend it.
2: No, like I would never recommend this to any of our clients. Um,
0: (laughs) Uh, Here's your prescription. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God.
2: Yeah. I mean, but there are some people I would recommend it to. Um, And I'd be straight up with them and be like, dude, you're not like, this is not optimal for gains or physically to be in prime shape, like not optimal at all. There is nothing constantly varied about this at all.
0: Your body looks dope though. Thanks, man. You look like a hardened Spartan.
2: Dude, Hobart's got the programming down.
0: Oh, wait, what, what do you mean? Hobart. So every day Hobart says do Murph. He sends you an email.
2: No, no, I follow Hobart. So I'm cat programming.
0: What is that? What is that? How come I don't even know what that is? Is that what Brian Friend is doing too? I know he said he's doing Hobarts.
2: I don't think so because I've hit Brian up on Instagram and like sometimes he's doing some lifts and I know he got a little bit stronger and I asked him if it was Hobarts and he said no. Um, I think he's just doing his own thing. So Cap, I don't know. Like this is the second time somebody who's fairly versed in CrossFit didn't know what Cap was. I don't know why they're not promoting it more. But Hobart, I've
0: heard Hobart I talk about it. I've heard he's it. the only one
2: that does. Yeah. It's, what? It, he is the only talks about it. Okay. And it's it's really good. Um it's so like you know how- Oh, is
0: this what he sold? Sorry, sorry, Jim. Is this what he sold to um HQ? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So you know like dot com has a workout every day? And um that kind of follows So my workout for my affiliate will typically be the dot com workout that day. And it just goes so, like, if you were to go on CrossFit.com today, I'm pretty sure it's the same workout that my affiliate's getting. But, like, okay. Hobart, like, it's pretty genius the way that I get the breakdown as a coach every single day for every day that week. I mean, it is like they tell you when people are supposed to go take a piss break. Like, it's crazy. It's down to, like, intensity level for every single workout, like, stimulus, the amount of time that it should take people. So, like, as a coach, it leaves all the guessing out of it. And then at the bottom, they'll be, like, the um level one you know, when you get your level one book and you're like going through it and you see like the movement standards, dude, they'll even attach like movement standards and keys in videos of like Hobart doing all squats or whatever. And I can go through and refresh before I go coach a class.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, we had started doing something like that for free before and then it was shot down by, oh man, those idiots. Yeah. Nicole Carroll uh, uh, and, and Dave's team was working with my media team and we had started doing this basically uh yeah it doesn't sound like it was quite that gnarly it sounds like it was 50 percent of what you're saying but it was still pretty gnarly
2: it's amazing man there's accessory pieces like stretching at the end uh warm-up that's like crazier than any warm-up i've ever done i followed a lot i've done a lot of different programming
0: so and you do that and you do murph every day
2: yeah yeah i follow uh, his, i follow his compete track on there though
0: Oh man, this is nuts. We, we have to get into this. Um, uh, so you guys, I met Jim on Instagram. Um, I always hesitate to bring people on from Instagram cause you never know. Like you're like, Oh, this guy's my friend in the DMS. I think once I've done it and it was a complete disaster, I can tell this isn't going to be, uh, Jim's doing, um, Murph every single day for some reason. Uh, I found that and I've just been like uh, watching closely and, and I, I guess I'm support, I guess I'm supporting your endeavor you you wonder if it's like um the right thing to do to get on someone's bandwagon who's doing this, like kind of like cheering for someone at a hot dog eating contest. You're like, you know, after he puts in 30 hot dogs, you're like, maybe it's not good to uh, cheer this guy on anymore.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, he's also a police officer and he's also a father. And so. I, I obviously the father thing I um, have a, a deep uh, respect and um, admiration for and the police officer thing I just trip on because I in the last three years, I've watched society declare war on police officers, which is just mind boggling to me. You have you have doctors who kill 250,000 people a year with medical errors. and You have this group of men who are out there fighting on the streets. Like, like, go ahead and put into your Google alerts "police being killed," and let that pop up every day. Sorry, Jim, to bring this up no, while you're on.
2: No, no it's, it, it's all good, man. Like, it, it's it's pretty sad. It's it's very disheartening. Um, for a lot of us, that like, I love my job, man. Like, when I first started, I like look how at, how
0: old are you? Sorry, I'm thirty two. Okay, and
2: I've been you love college. your job. I I did. I loved it, man. Like, I when I first got on. I would say for the better part of first, like five years, like I would look at my schedule and be happy for the days that I was like on evenings on a Saturday. Cause I knew we were going to do some fun stuff. Like we were going to, we were going to lock up bad guys. We we're going to take bad guys off the street. And I was lucky enough that like, I worked really hard and got promoted to a unit very fast for all of, like,
0: the- can you describe what a bad guy is to me? So, for, so people that know.
2: So where I work, man, I'll be like, as, um, try to put this the best way that I can. My unit cares about real crimes. Um, over the course of eight years, um, a group of 12 of us seized over 900 guns off of people. And these are, these are off of people, man. Like these aren't like search warrants where you go and find 70, 80 guns. This is interactions with armed people who don't want to be locked up.
0: And can't, but can't people have guns in the United States? What do you mean? Why would you take guns from people?
2: You can, if you do it the right way, but most of them are convicted felons that we dealt with. Right. And, you know, very rare. Once
0: you've held up a liquor store and got busted for it, you're not allowed to carry a gun anymore.
2: Yeah. Maryland's pretty strict. You're not allowed to concealed carry unless you have a concealed carry permit. Right. Maryland, And um, yeah, the laws here are pretty nuts. They Uh, don't have a
1: lot of reciprocity either, do they? What was that? They don't have a lot of reciprocity either.
2: I don't know what that is. Me (laughs) either.
1: Like if I have a concealed carry permit in Pennsylvania. you can't carry that in Maryland.
2: Right. Yeah. It's just Maryland. Like that, that, um, 32 state thing doesn't, doesn't work in the state of Maryland. Um, which I mean, that's a whole nother thing we can get into. It's, it's kind of nuts. Um, I would say of all those interactions of people that I've pulled over, stopped dealt with, like maybe like five in my career of thousands of interactions have been like, Hey, here's my concealed carry. Like, wow. No one's, no one's got a concealed carry.
0: Wow. So, so, so taking guns off the street, um, uh, how about, how about pulling over drunk drivers?
2: I, uh, so this is in my 10 years on the police department, I have never written a DUI.
0: That's because that's just not what you do.
2: Uh, one, I don't know how to, um,
0: yeah.
2: and I'm just being blatantly honest with you, man. Like yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was cool. Like when I became a cop, like, yes, it's important. I'm glad somebody does it. Somebody right. does it and keeps the street safe. Right. That's just not me, man. That's not what I think I was cut out to do or the best that I could use my abilities. I was always going into high crime areas and looking for the baddest dude I could find and the worst crime that I could find. Because when I signed up for this job, as corny as it sounds, like I wanted to help those who couldn't help themselves. Like I always stood up for people that were getting bullied and I always felt like that was kind of my place. Um,
0: Are you a religious dude?
2: Yeah, not as not as <laughs> not as much as I should be, not as much as my mother is. But yeah, you know, I believe in God.
0: I, I wonder if that's what it is. I um, I do have a handful of friends who are like devout Christians, like 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 man, like the ultimate neighbors, and they 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 sh- uh, share with me that they're and they and they're all in some sort of law enforcement, and they tell me that's why they're in it. They feel like their calling is is that the strong should protect the weak.
2: I feel like that's my calling. I felt like that's been my calling for a long time.
0: Yeah. That's a trip. Yeah. And I mean, it, in a good way, it's a, in in a good way. I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's better for guys like me. It's better than I'm strong. I should be at the top of the food chain praying on the week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the dudes out
0: and taking their lunch money.
2: It's kind of like, um, you know that feeling you get when you talk about like protecting your kids and how you would do anything to protect your kids. So like, I just think some of us are kind of like wired to have that feeling towards like the entire hurt of being with everyone. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's been my calling, like protect those who can't protect themselves.
0: Was your dad like that?
2: Yeah. My dad was a cop.
0: My, My One of my good friends, like maybe one of my best friends in Santa Cruz is a cop and it's, it's crazy when I hear him talk about it, like, like that, he really wants to help people. He's like, uh, um, like that's what he wants to do. That's why he became a cop, big, strong CrossFitter dude, gnarly. Like if, like if you see him you wouldn't run from him. Yeah. And, And, uh, yeah, it's nuts. It's, it's like, I can't even believe how much he wants to help people.
2: Yeah. And, and I would say that's damn near close to on par with everything. I know every single person that I worked with on my unit felt the exact same way. And then you add that on top of like the brotherhood that you have with those yeah. that you work with. I don't think you can really say that you love somebody until you're prepared to die for them. Every single mm. time.
0: It's a strong metric. Uh, not, not and in this friend of mine is a, also a, um, what's that called? The cops who train other cops.
2: Uh, tra- yeah, I don't know. there's
0: like an acronym he says for it, like three letters or. I don't know. Field training off F- FTO, <laughs> yeah. FTO. So so he does some of that too, right?
2: Yeah, so those are the guys that sit in the car and when you come out of the academy fresh, you they got to put up with a, you know, fresh rookie in their car and kind of teach him the street. I was lucky. I had a um an FTO who was like the shit, man. Like this guy was as bad as they come. Um and he just loved getting into stuff. So like I was on FTO for 60 days. And we had like 49 arrests or something. Wow. And they were legit arrests. Yeah. Arrest.
0: yeah so, that, so, my friend, so my friend is sometimes an FTO. Like, it, it, you know, I think he does like you do like a month of FTO and then you get a couple months. But anyway, when I hear him talk about how hard he is on the people, like mm-hmm. in a good way and how strict he is, it's like no fucking around. Yeah. It's gnarly. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad it's him teaching other cops. I'm yeah, so God, glad it's him.
2: That's what I had. I had somebody who we were not friends in the car. I was, you know, not scared of him, but like I didn't speak up much. I didn't touch the radio. I went to go grab the radio one time and he smacked my hand away. He said, I'll tell you when you can talk on this radio. You just tell you just do what I tell you to do.
0: That's and then, awesome.
2: And then about three days in and you
0: reported him to HR for hitting you, right?
2: No, man. I respect him. <laughs> that dude that dude taught me everything that I know. And um, about three days in, there was a we watched the hand to hand transaction go down and a guy had a you could tell he was clutching his waistband and he was like kind of breaking it down i mean the car. He's like you see how he just grabbed that twice that's a gun he's not just scratching his nuts like that's a gun and um the guy like kind of looked at us and like started to walk away and then do like the run scurry thing that like all cops know now and he goes go ahead and it was kind of like a prove yourself thing and i've always been kind of fast so i got to go chase that guy down and tackle him and pull the gun out and after that there was like a different relationship in the car he kind of there was a mutual respect
0: yeah, that's a cool kind of hazing. Yeah. Yeah. I know this isn't the point of the conversation. Yeah, but yeah. but 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 if 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 uh if Jim would have been a woman, you have to wonder if he would have slapped his hand. No. If if Jim would have been a uh black dude, you wonder if the black dude would have thought and, and not because he's a black dude. Don't My, get it twisted, no. people, that he would have thought that he um he hit him and it was racist. Like that's the problem. Like just stop thinking, people. Just stop thinking, stop bringing your shit to the story. And, and, and the, the only privilege that Jim has is that he, that he didn't think of that shit, that instead it was, he made a story that like, oh shit, I iron sharpens iron. This guy's fucking serious. And you kind of like it. There's a group of us that like to be led. There's a group of us that want good leaders. Mm -hmm.
2: And my, my FTO is black too.
0: Awesome! (laughs) Yeah, ah, I'm glad we planned that story out before you came on.
2: Yeah, and it's cool, man. That's like one of the like. Obviously, it's not all we're going to talk about, but um, you know, (laughs) I grew grew up in the suburbs. Like,
0: can black dudes do Murph too?
2: Yeah, of course, man. Are you
0: kidding me? I'm very kidding you.
2: Yeah. Um. Uh,
0: How about Armenian dudes? Can Armenian dudes do Murph? Yeah, man. (laughs) Hey, the Taliban can do Murph.
2: I hope you're not. I, no.
0: I know that's going to trigger someone, but they can.
1: I they hope can't do jumping not. jacks though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? not? I don't get that joke. Why? I'll,
1: I'll show you just
2: a second. There's like a training video of them trying to uh, American <laughs> troops trying to teach them how to do a jumping jacks and oh. not the <laughs> Taliban, but I think it was like um, Iraqi police or something.
0: Okay. Sorry. So you were going to say, so So um, he, you were going to tell a story about he was a, your field training officer is a black dude.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So I didn't have like a. I, I grew up in like a super white community Um, for the most part. Like most of the guys that I knew growing up were white, and I went and worked in like a. <laughs>
0: that looks like my four-year-old doing jumping jacks.
2: Um, and I work. Okay, go
0: ahead, Whitey, talk.
2: And I work in like a ninety-five percent black community, and I would. I think our department's actually now is like 50 but. Um, the thing, like the whole racist thing towards police, it kind of, I'm like baffled by it because all the guys that I work with on the street, most of them, um, like my FTO was black and I don't know anybody that has a racist, I don't personally, can't speak on it other than my experiences. I don't know anybody that's racist. I don't know how you could work there and possibly be racist, um, when you're protecting a 95% black community. And you're working with black officers who you love, like your children, like, you know, you have that same connection with them, like, I would die for them. I love those dudes. I don't give a shit what color they are. And, um, yeah, so it kind of, it kind of makes me mad and pisses me off when people bring up the racism thing. Cause I just, I don't see it. I never saw
0: it. Do you know why you don't see it? Cause you don't have that story in your head. You're not, you don't got some story in your head. You didn't let, like there's, you have other stories in your head. Your stories in your head are like, I want to be a cop so I can protect people. I love my wife. I can't wait to get home and see my daughter. My favorite food is steak. You don't have the, the, the whole reason why those people say all those people out there who are like all white people are racist. It's because that's, it's it's just so simple. That's just the story they have in their head. And for some reason they can't drop it.
2: Yeah. do you think it
0: and they're and they're enforcing us to they want us to jump on board with it and like dude i don't even care if you have that story stop don't don't make me jump on board with it go ahead sorry sorry caleb go ahead by the way caleb's in the air force by the way so like he'll probably get out and become a cop or some shit
1: (laughs) do you think it helps that you're always out in the community having
2: conversations with those
1: people and by those people i just mean like everybody
2: yeah yeah for sure um
0: they're real people to you. They're not just something you see on TV. Right. They're not yeah. just rappers.
2: And that, Yeah, and that's the that's the point that I bring up to, to people a lot that are like um, – I mostly have these people that uh, – I try not to like throw names out there or anything, but like super left people like when this whole police thing came out, like we're pushing against it. And I'm like, whoa, like, dude, you don't live the life that I live. You don't interact with these people. You don't have – You've never laid your life on the line for these people. You've never done the shit that I've done. You couldn't walk a fucking mile in my shoes. You'd shit down your leg. So you don't really have really have a place to talk about this right now, bro.
0: I spent a ton of time in Africa, months of my life in Africa, and for two years I lived in a, um, all, a neighborhood where I was the only white dude, me and my dad and my stepmom. And I just – it's just crazy that uh, – and none of the stereotypes that you have about black people – the part where the whole facade breaks down where you just realize it's like has nothing to do with skin colors when you go to Africa. Like, those aren't, like, th- they don't have black culture there. They have African culture there. They're nothing yeah. like the black people here. It's, it's like,
2: color, it's color
0: not, color. That, not that all the black people here are some, the same way, but but you know what I mean. The the, the stereotypical, hard. like, one you see on TV. Just like white people. Like, yeah. like the, the French white people are so weird. Like, I don't know any white people in the United States who um, wash their face with their first piss every morning. And yes, that's the thing that white people do in France, I think. It's like, it's,
2: it, it it's, needs- it's
0: crazy to think skin color has anything to do with it. It's how you're fucking raised. Well, in color is it, like science.
2: It has a lot to do with poverty, man. I think that some of the misconceptions and some of the ah, you
0: know, uh, could we go deeper than that? Yeah. Um. Could we say that it has to do with the fact of how you're raised? Because, oh, like, yeah. I don't think that goes hand in hand. That goes right. Hand in hand. I just hate, the reason why I don't like to say it's poverty is because then people in California think, well, then we need to give more money to people. No, that no. it doesn't. It you it doesn't work that way.
2: Yeah. No. It's not. It's not. I think that there's probably a huge connection between if you look at like the number of males that are incarcerated or have been convicted of a crime or something or a police report. And then you you look at were they raised by a single parent? Did they have a parent at all? And their poverty, I think that all of those kind of go hand in hand, like culturally with poverty stricken areas. Right. I guess maybe that's a better way to say it.
0: Right. No, 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 no. If you don't have a good, good family. And then, and then if you don't have a good family, shit's going to go sideways for you regardless. But there are people who are extremely successful who come out of that hardship.
2: Yeah. I think everybody has a way to turn. Like you have a, at some point in your life, there's a direction you choose, you know, with the cards that you're dealt. You're either going to be a victim of it or you're going to push against it and make something out of it.
0: What day are you on with your murph
2: uh two hundred and thirty five today's two thirty six dang
0: um wh- um why did you end up with a desk job why do you, how do you go from
2: uh, it just kind of yeah. happened that way I can't really go into it
0: okay and does that give you more is does that give you more time to do um Murph
2: um same hours and everything it's just I'm able to do it um like my hours are set now like so it's easier to have a schedule but like even when I was on the street I was working like day work one week and then evenings one week so like I would work from like 10 a.m till 8 p.m on day work and then evenings would be like 6 p.m to 4 a.m and Holy cow I'd wake up at four it I'd get home at 4 a.m. or 3 a.m., whatever the hours were adjusted to that day. And, um, you know, I'd sleep for my seven, eight hours and I'd wake up and I'd always work out. Like adding Murph is Murph's an hour, man. And that's how everybody says, like, how do you do it with work? Well, I'm like, it's an hour. How do you not commit to an hour every day? It's time management. You don't have any time management.
0: um, Do you do your workout before or after you do Murph?
2: So it depends, like with my, so I work two jobs too. I coach and then I also personally train too. Wow. So typically, like if I'm working from six to two, I'll wake up at four, I'll do some version of monostructural cardio in my garage or a strength piece and then go to work and then get off of work and I'll do Murph or I'll do whatever Hobart programs that day, Metcon wise or strength wise or both and then do Murph. And then I coach my class and a lot of times I end up jumping in with the class.
0: So, wow. So that'll be a third workout.
2: Yeah, man, I would work out for eight hours a day if I could.
0: So, so you, do, so most of the time when you do Murph and your workout, it's, it's all one uh, package. It's not like, okay, do Murph in the morning and then come back at night and get in my other workout.
2: No, I don't, I don't really have it. I mean, it's too cold right now to do, Really, I don't want to do Murph the first thing I wake up, kind of want to warm up. So like I'll jump on the rower or the assault bike and do like some monostructural cardio if I work out in the morning. Um, during the summertime, I was doing MRF in the morning and then going to work and then doing my strength and METCON afterwards. But like right now, just schedule wise, it works out better for me. The second I get off of work, I go straight to the gym and I hit my METCON, my strength piece, and then go right into Murph, And then I coach my classes and do my personal training.
0: Man. Um, have you met anyone who, who who says that they've done murph for 365 days already?
2: Yeah, talk to a guy on um Instagram who's I, he's done it before. His name is Graham Desert. Did,
0: he got, is he a cop?
2: No. No, he got COVID during his run for 365
0: too. Oh, no kidding.
2: Yeah.
0: Um so what when did you get covid? It was like about a month ago, right?
2: Yeah, the day after two days after christmas.
0: And and so I assumed you didn't work during that time. You they sent you home for 2 weeks?
2: Yeah, dude. so I went I went into work that Monday after christmas and I was like, you know, I'm I'm pretty healthy. I do crossfit like I know when something isn't right with my body and I was like I the day before I did murph, devil press murph. So murph plus 100 devil presses. And I probably did 150 GHDs that day too in a workout. And then I was like, man, my spine is like really sore. But like I have good form on all those movements. Like it shouldn't be that sore. And then the, the fever crept in and I went and told my boss, I was like, I got to get out of here. Like I'm pretty sure I got something going on. I'm sick and with everything going on, I should probably leave. She said, yeah. And then I got home and I tested negative and I was like, what the fuck? And uh, then my fever like really shot up. And, um, I was like, man, it's like five o'clock. We're on day 210. Like there's no way I'm giving up this 210 days. I just busted my ass for a fever. so I just threw on a hoodie and some sweats and went out there and knocked out Murph.
0: Wow. And when did you end up testing positive?
2: The next morning.
0: Uh, same kind of test.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: My, my, my wife and I, um, got sick. And the kids were all sick. And when I mean sick, I just mean like running noses and shit. And just like, yeah, just like working out didn't feel right. So we went to a friend's house who who works for a company um, that has like a, a thousand employees, just under a thousand employees. And he's in charge of like all their medical shit. Yeah. So he had some tests. So just right out there in the street in front of his house, we, you know, swabbed ourselves up and we tested and we tested, uh, we tested negative, and then yeah. the next and then the next day, my wife lost her taste and her smell, and so she went back and tested again, and she tested positive. Yeah, that's- I never tested again, and my kids never tested again.
2: I mean, you had it,
0: and we all slept in the same bed. I think I have it now. Really? Again? Yeah. I mean, I, I I saw I mean I saw something about about a month ago saying that like. Uh, the estimates are that everyone in Europe will get it in the next 30 days or some crazy stat like that. Right. Uh-huh. And then, and then, and then all of a sudden, like e- even, uh, uh, one of my friends who owns a CrossFit gym, every single person, oh, this is kind of a funny, funny story. Every single person who works at his gym, who, um, is, is vaccinated except for him and uh, everyone there got COVID except for him. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then everyone i know who went to wadapalooza i feel like got it like a uh, homeboy up there in the corner uh caleb got it uh Suza got it uh i wonder if will Plummer got it will do you got the COVID? Yeah,
1: he said he did he called in the other day and said he did
0: hi jason you really think i look good that's crazy i'm i'm I'm, I'm about to, maybe it's just a shirt maybe you just see the word bang and you're getting all you get stimulated stimulated Oh, well, so, oh, Branstetter got it. No, oh, so he's it's just
1: saying we got it on the plate. We didn't get uh, it at Wadapalooza. Oh, uh, no,
0: they did get it. I mean, same at the games. Everyone, everyone, Dave came back from the games, a couple other high-profile people that you all know. Like, I know a dozen people who had got it at the games. I heard that the entire media team at the games um, was just got slammed like two days before the end of the games last year. I mean, that's I mean, there's no stopping it. I I shouldn't tell this story about my mom, but about a day or two, my mom calls me and goes, it's inevitable, isn't it? Isn't it? And I go, what? And she goes, to get COVID. And I'm like, mom, I told you that two years ago. Yes. Everyone's getting it. It's just, it's like. Yeah. Everyone's, there's no, there's no getting away from it. And I suspect that if you got the vaccine, that that it's it's limited your 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 protection, actually. It's limited your protection. Um So, so, so you do, so you do, um, and and do you think it made your COVID worse when you did Murph?
2: I don't know, man. I don't think so. Like I had a fever and I was sore and it was hard.
0: Do you think it helped it?
2: (laughs) Probably not.
0: (laughs) You don't think that? And I I asked that in all seriousness. Um, I've been sick before and gone out on a gnarly mountain, uh, uh, hill mountain ride. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when I came back, the sickness was completely gone, but like, like snot poured out of me. Like I'd never seen before. Yeah. Like, like,
2: that was was definitely happening with me. I had snot, I was blown snot rockets left and right. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor, man, so I don't know if it's good or bad for you, but like Mm -hmm. it's been 20 days now and like, I'm fine.
0: I woke up feeling pretty sore and I got worse as the day went on. By the time I started Murph, my fever was at 100.3. It's the last thing I wanted to do. My joints were incredibly sore and I couldn't breathe for shit, but pushed through and kept the streak going. Thanks for all the support. I also don't recommend doing this if you're sick and understand it's not optimal for recovery. What did you eat that day? Like, what Were you you taking just like 30,000 milligrams of vitamin C and just going nuts?
2: Yeah, so Colin, the guy that's always in the comments. No, I don't
0: know who you're talking about. Who?
2: Colin sent me like, dude, it's been a while. Like the people that watch the show are so awesome, man.
0: They are awesome.
2: And my DMS are like full of like support from those guys. It's so cool. Um, and he sent me like all this shit I need to be pumping. He's like, dude, stop drinking Gatorade, stop electrolyte, like sugar feed viruses. Like stop it right now. Just drink water and take zinc and vitamin C and D and B and all that. He gave me a list. So I went out and like, or we went through the medicine cabinet and we had a bunch of it because my wife's, like, super into vitamins and shit. So she had it all prepped and ready to go, and I stopped drinking the sugar and just did water. But I didn't really eat before I um, did Murph that day because I just didn't have an appetite.
0: Wow. And, it, is that is that your slowest time ever doing Murph when you did it with uh, in the peak of your COVID?
2: Yeah, like a straight, like, regular Murph. yeah. But there's been, like, variations that have been longer than that
0: i walked uh i walked uh i put on a 16 pound vest and five pound ankle weights the other day and i walked like uh, i was gonna say three mile but I think I'm lying i walked like a two mile hill walk mm-hmm. dude that shit's hard
2: yeah
0: and the next day my hip felt a little wonky
2: did you see the one that i did yesterday
0: no what did you do yeah. yesterday
2: i got hooked up with this company bullet in their badass and they gave me a forty five pound bag
0: uh-huh with
2: the 20 pound vest on and the 45 pound bag on. And I did a mile on the Stairmaster for each one of the miles.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah, dude, that, that crushed me.
0: So that's 65 pounds.
2: Yeah. I had 60, yeah. 45 pounds on my back and 20 on my, on my uh, kit.
0: And and why are you wearing a hood? Doesn't that cause you to overheat?
2: I don't have a hood on there. Are you mean a hat? Yeah. Uh, I like sweating, man. I don't know. I just kind of like wearing beanies.
0: How much water do you think you drink a day?
2: I have a half gallon like container. I usually drink three of those a day.
0: Yeah, that's just, it's nuts. Do you ever, do you ever finish a workout? This is totally off subject. You ever finish this workout and like, you're totally hungry or you're craving just like something like a sparkling water or something. And then if you, instead, if you just drink a pint of water, all that shit goes away and you're like, Whoa, that's kind of weird.
2: I'm never really hungry after it. Um, definitely thirsty um
0: what do you do, what is there anything like you're craving like after like like in that in that drink or just water is good enough
2: no just water is good i love sparkling waters like i drink the shit out of those
0: me too i'm trying not to because i had um i had the carnivore md on and basically he's saying that the insides of all those cans are sprayed with plastic and like oh, who knows man. what's and I, and I just hate that shit so I'm, tr- I'm trying to get away from it
2: it's the one thing to- i got right now
0: <laughs> what? Why'd you say it's the one thing you like? You get one treat you have? Yeah, don't listen to me. Fuck that. that. Don't listen to him. Because I'm doing, fucking...
2: I'm doing the no sugar deal.
0: You really?
2: Yeah. So I'm. Um, we are ten days into Whole30, so no preservatives, no sugar, nothing. Um, and I are you just
0: eating shit tons of fruit then? How are you? How are yeah. you staying? Keeping this? Okay,
2: dude. It's been hard because I used to pump like oats and rice. Um, because you can't eat grains on this diet, either dairy, no grains. Um, so it's been hard for me to get the carbs that I need to do all the working out that I do. And I definitely noticed a difference of like, there's like sugar burns like rocket fuel and certain carbs burn like rocket fuel. Meaning like if I'm doing like a super intense, like short workout, like Fran or something like that sugar will kick me into like third, fourth gear. Whereas right now I think I'm just obviously running off a lot of fat. Um, So I can maintain like a zone two for a really long time and feel okay, but I don't have a second gear.
0: I think the whole 30. Oh yeah. This lady's lost her fucking mind. You know that scroll the scroll down. This lady right here is completely fucking lost her mind. (laughs) Have you ever been to her Instagram account? No. She's gone completely batshit crazy. That's awesome. Completely batshit crazy. Does anyone know her? I, it's nuts. It is completely go go tread lightly over there. But I I highly if you want to if you want to dabble in someone's misery, go look at the whole thirty lady. She's she's you know how they say you need to practice what you preach. Yeah, she's like the the, the or, or 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 you practice what you preach. What you need to practice the most. Um, she's definitely the she has no faith in the in the human immune system zero she's a complete hypochondriac scaredy cat she is a purveyor of fear it's nuts it is nuts i please stop those of you who keep sending me over to her account please stop it it makes me lose hope in humanity she's a complete wackadoodle (laughs) and i don't want to interact with her because i
2: i didn't know that my wife like read the book and everything and, and she's like really into like the gut reset and I'm just kind of doing it as you yeah. Listen. Maybe
0: the maybe the message is cool. You know what I mean? Just like uh, like that guy um, uh, uh, Sandusky or whoever that guy was molesting kids. I mean, he was a great football coach. I don't want to take that from, yeah. or, or I don't want to take that from him. Like you know what they did to that guy? Do you know how stupid we are as people? This guy has this insane college fucking football winning record and then he gets caught i don't know i don't know if it was joe paterno or sandusky i don't i don't know i just like sand- sandusky
2: it was sandusky no, it was- i know
0: but i like calling it the sandusky like <laughs> oh my childhood was tough i got sandusky just like i like saying muslim i don't know why i just likes the sound Dukage. of those letters dukic <laughs> that one uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh um um that guy like was was molesting kids in the shower and doing just horrible shit and so to they 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 took away his wins during that period. Like they reduced his record by like 300 wins. Like you fucking idiots. That doesn't do that. That doesn't do anything. That doesn't like, no,
2: they should have drawn him out in the middle of, of the public <laughs> square there and just beat him to death.
0: <laughs> Maybe. May, may. I mean, I don't know about that, but that's better than like, don't lie to yourself. Well, was molesting sure. kids. We're taking away his 300 wins. I mean, I'm
2: just, I'm just, he deserved death in the, uh, the worst way.
0: What what do you there, there was a um, there was a, a CrossFit gym owner who was a firefighter, loved by the community, uh, and he he got caught for molesting kids at his gym, and then he killed himself. And I kind of like wanted to like build a statue in his honor, like he's a hero. Why? Because because he, he killed himself.
2: Oh oh oh. Yeah, that's the easy way out. That's the uh, that's what. Puts well, in that situation, you I need-
0: kind of get that, but like, and, and I'm not suggesting that all child molesters go and kill yourself. I know you had a fucking hard life. I know someone did it to you. Like, I, I you know, you're I'm, just I'm, hearing too. i I'm,
2: two- I'm kind of suggesting they do.
0: <laughs> right, I I, I, I hear you. Fair enough. I ain't hating. Um, but man, like, uh, that that's accountability on a super duper high level.
2: Is it though, or is it? they're taking the easy way out man because they're scared of the repercussions of what's coming i think that's more of it than anything
0: i I guess i'm just i just think that like well if they if they're killed themselves that's like put there's no chance of them hurting any other kids and at the end of the day
2: i don't think any of them have that in mind when they're doing it i think it's i think they're taking the easy way out because they know it's coming um whether they're waiting trial or, or they're dealing with the fallback from the community, I don't think any of them are like, I have such a serious problem that I need to save humanity for myself. I don't they're think not gonna they're,
1: gonna gonna get, like they're not going to get treated very well in prison either.
2: Now,
0: uh, Joe Paterno had his win stripped for not reporting it sufficiently reporting yeah. what sufficiently
2: so Joe Joe Paul was the head coach and he knew some of the stuff that was oh
0: up. yeah why would you strip his wins that that that's what I mean like why are you lying to yourself why can't you just be like it'd be like he's the in order to be the greatest football coach in the world you also have to molest little boys I mean I, I like like how the well, fuck are you stripping his wins for that there's well, no connection
2: well Joe didn't Joe didn't molest any kids or anything he just apparently there was some things where he covered it up or I, you know, I don't really know if Right, he-, he saw
0: someone taking it in the shower and he didn't report it. So they took away some of his wins.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. I think you, if you, if you see something like that and you don't speak up as a human, you're a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. But I don't think it's really, I think we're lying to ourselves to, I agree with you hundred percent. I think we're lying to ourselves to take away his football wins. Well, I'd rather take him into the square. Like you said, and throw tomatoes yeah. at him, flog yeah. him a little yeah. bit.
2: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one.
0: Lube his ass up and let some people have at him. Oh, Savon, <laughs> please. <laughs> Your mom might be listening.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say your mom's listening. Right? Hobart's mom's listening to this right now. Sorry, mom.
0: <laughs> so yeah, thank you, I, and from the bottom of my heart, I really do mean it. You know, someone asked me. Um, this someone wrote in the consta sevón know how to have fun, and it and it's so funny because all the stuff that I like to do, that's like, that I used to like to do, that I had fun, like was all stuff like would that would get the cops to come. Do you know what I mean? Like. Break glass in a parking lot or do donuts or, you know, shoot stuff with my BB gun, go to a parking lot. But boys are so weird, right? We'll sit in a parking lot with a BB gun with our friends and shoot out every light without ever thinking about what the repercussions are. That We don't think we're doing anything bad. We're just breaking stuff. Give us something to do.
2: Yeah. I probably wouldn't have done that. I was pretty terrified of my father. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think I was too scared of my dad. I only saw my dad on the weekends. My dad was a good dude, though. Great. Yeah. I mean, he not was. He is a good dude. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mom, it's his fault. <laughs> his fault. He, he, okay. different new study. Okay. So, so you get COVID uh, and, um, and, and, you, but, but it's not just one day. It's not like you just did Murph one day when you had COVID, then you did, you continued to do it. So during, throughout your whole recovery, how long did you have COVID? I mean, like where you're like, something's not right.
2: Dude, something's still not right with my lungs. Um, and it's because like, I'm so in tune with like how I breathe and I'm, I'm a workout nerd, man. Like I love it. And I, I dive deep into like, my hrv and where my heart rate's at and like how i feel during these workouts and my breathing is still not the same like there was workouts that i was doing four months before covid that like i have written down in log times and i kind of know in my head where i should be at in those workouts and i was like huffing and puffing on some of them where i just like couldn't do it and i i just didn't have the aerobic capacity that i built up for years kind of got stripped away from me pretty quickly and i'm going through it
0: Wow. And how long ago was that?
2: Um, what, 20 days now?
0: Wow. That's going to, this conversation, this has gone from freaking my mom out about one thing to freaking her out about something else.
2: And I'm, and I'm fine. I'm fine. Like on a good, good,
0: good. Yeah. Go with this. Go with this.
2: I'm healthy. I'm fine. Nothing's an issue, but like if I'm going a hundred percent in a workout, which like what, maybe 2% of the world ever even goes to that place in a workout. Um, I just know that it's harder than it was before, but it's not, I'm fine, man. Like I think that COVID was rough for the first three or four days. And then I got on that assault bike and I said, I'm going to do a marathon on the assault bike with Murph and I'm going to mentally beat COVID right
0: now. Wait, what so what did you do? Explain that to me.
2: Uh, so I did Murph, I broke Murph up into 20 rounds of five, 10 and 15 like Cindy. And before it, I did, 1.4 miles on the bike before every round to get my 26.2 miles on the assault bike with Murph.
0: Oh my goodness. How do you come up with this stuff?
2: Just comes to me, man. I, don't know. I just always think like, what is, what is something somebody else wouldn't do?
0: Sorry. Can you have text messages pouring in? Yeah. Uh Oh, I I did I did a I did a, I I I did a show last night where, where I d- discussed um
2: Is it the Dave the Dave show?
0: Yeah, just I discussed the just the 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 collu- collusion, is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> I discussed the I don't want to use that word. I I, I did a show talking about the relationship between CrossFit HQ and the morning chalk up and basically how I had predicted that they would do this. They're basically using the morning chalk up to slander Dave and like to try to, it's so weird. It's not just let him go, leave him alone. But anyway, Oh, it's so ridiculous. And basically, and Justin LaFranco and that whole morning chalk up team over there is just a shill for, uh, um, hq to to do their bidding and and then lafranco gets like insights into like what workouts are, are, are and stuff like that and trade for anyway i'm guessing that's i'm speculating but whatever they did they're they're going after dave and so i just played with, i just threw rocks at their house last night for a couple I, hours
2: I, I haven't got a chance to listen to that one yet i listened to the um the girl from street parking last night but so i'm like one behind you need to listen to the dave one
0: man that that girl from street parking i gotta have on again that is a th- there's a, a Anyway, they should make her the CEO of CrossFit. Like, if the boards listening, go get her. There's
2: probably rich as shit. There's a lot of people, man, that that (laughs) probably would be great CEOs for CrossFit. That actually love the community, love the methodology, believe in the methodology, have been to their L ones, are passionate about everything, (laughs) and it's like how you can only like strip the grassroots away from a culture for so many times before you no longer have a culture anymore. You just have a thing that's working out.
0: Right. Hey, the, I, I was thinking last night when I got off. The, so, so basically I did this show last night and now the text messages are just pouring in from everywhere. Everyone in the community is chiming in. I knew that it would stimulate people, but, but um, the, I was thinking last night after I got off So they bought the company from Greg and of course they have to sell out. They have to. So the Greg's whole thing is, is like, let's never monetize the brand so that the brand stays really strong. Meaning like, let's never sell supplements off the back of the brand. Let's never like, like not do anything that diminishes the brand value. Let's just keep it super high, but, it, but it, it just like keeping your gun loaded at all times. Don't ever shoot anybody. Just wave that shit around. Look at me, motherfucker. I got six. Cause every time you shoot a bullet, you're one bullet weaker, right? Now you only got five. Like, look at this. And never but but what but when he sold the company to those guys, they 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 have no choice but to sell out, right? They just have no choice, and I don't mean that even as a bad thing, but what they should have done is they should have kept Dave as the front man as they sold out. They should have just um, used the equity of Dave's image and soul and SEAL team six shit and all that, and then behind the scenes slowly sold out, and instead they screwed up like he was like the only brand value like they, they had left.
2: So that's what I think. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Like, They should have just used Greg, Dave like a – sorry, not my mom's listening. They should have used Dave like a wet rag and rinsed him out. Just, I don't,
2: I don't think Dave would have gone for that though. He's not a yes man.
0: Ah, a good leader could have done it. Just manipulate him. Keep him in his little bubble. Make Dave think that it's still tough and hard and like he's – and meanwhile, you're just peddling all the CrossFit just supplements and shoes and compression <laughs> shorts. And, like somebody like Dave. I would have loved to have tried <laughs> <laughs> and gotten rich doing it either way. They screwed up. I mean, even if you couldn't have done it, like you got rid of them and now the whole thing's exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're just looking at a bunch of serial executives and uh, um, uh, like, like, like Dave was standing in front of you. and Now we just got a bunch of white uh, Jewish dudes. Like, 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 Oh, you guys are at the top of the food chain. Nice to see you. Shalom. Yeah it's that. And I ain't hating on the Jews. I got three little Jews. I love a Jew. I hope they fucking take over the world.
2: (laughs) That, um, the, the firing of Dave kind of like, and I did a Murph that day where I said like, it kind of affected me more, more than I thought it would because, um, like when I got into CrossFit, it was because it was made for the military and police to stay fit for duty. And I think that there was like a strong tie with like Dave and the connection and everything. And it's the reason I got into CrossFit is so I could save my life when the opportunity came up and work where I needed it. And I just think the slower you, you keep pulling these pieces away of what make it what it is, like you're just losing it. You're going to lose it eventually. if It's not already lost.
0: The, the, the part, when you start worrying about inclusivity, you can't be like, Hey, we're not going to do, we're not going to do air squats because a certain percentage of the population can't squat below parallel. That's not what CrossFit's about, and, and, and you, you nailed it. Um, it, it. It's a little different in, in my perspective of what Greg was doing. It wasn't necessarily made for first responders and in, in, in law enforcement in the military, but because Greg was trying to optimize human performance, health, and longevity, how long you live, um, that community – embraced it at the highest level because of course your fitness is a direct correlate of your ability to survive in the field of play in the theater, what they mm-hmm. call the theater. Yeah. And so that community embraced it. And Greg's like, Oh, cool. Then I'll run with that. And, 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 uh, and it was great. And that still is the base. Like everyone knows, like you want to prep for the police Academy, join the CrossFit affiliate, or prep for becoming a, uh, g- going to a, a, be a paratrooper go to uh yeah, i mean i
2: can't say that enough i cannot say what you just said i cannot say that enough to people that i've had a bunch of people reach out to me that want to be cops or want to go to selection for the police department do crossfit there's nothing else better for you for that environment and i and I push that over and over and over again
0: one, one of my friends just got a uh, contract with uh i'm gonna mess it up but but some department in the air force where anyone who wants to become a paratrooper gets sent over to his crossfit gym before they before they start they get like, special
1: warfare development is that what it is yeah it's just like a development like a yeah that's what it is and it's like they
0: know uh-huh. they know mm-hmm. and, and and that same my that same friend of mine has a, a contract with the with the entire county's uh, huge fire department county's fire department to keep those dudes in shape too It's like, they know, like everyone knows, don't, don't lose that. That's what they needed to embrace. That's what you guys need to embrace and bring Dave back, bring back like, God, you want to bring back the whole asshole squad, get Andy too. just hire all those dudes back and have them be your front guys.
2: Yeah. And like, do you think that for a second that, I know Greg would. I know Greg would back the police. I know Greg would stick up for first responders. Do you think Rosa would come out and say anything positive about police? And
0: No, no. Too dangerous. Politically too dangerous. Too dangerous.
2: Too dangerous. Exactly, yes. is like goes against everything that CrossFit's about. <laughs> Conforming to other people's shit.
0: Well, Greg would have never run um, to the government to help the gyms either. He believes in uh, accountability, uh, uh, per, per- personal responsibility um he he believes in what's doing what's right too not like hey if you go if you compromise your integrity and go over here we'll let you open up like you don't ever take an ultimatum or co- co- coercion yeah yeah so it's, it's a weird thing uh uh have you ever considered the morning chalk gave HQ a heads up about the article rather than the other way around that started the conversation HQ wanted to, to get ahead of? I'm not sure exactly what you mean, but this was – they admit to – us, Stephen, they admit to in that article knowing about this ahead of time. No, 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 no. It, it doesn't even – I think that's irrelevant because um, every, everyone has been talking about the water since day one. It's always been a conversation. You can even go over to uh, – just go over to the Clydesdale podcast. But, I, but 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 also I know I know that that guy, uh, what's his name? That Lafranco guy, like he he walks around brag, bragging about how uh, Andrew Weinstein, the PR guy, is um, uh, his best friend. And 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 there's tons of examples. There's tons of examples, and, and people have given. There's tons of examples of them working together in ways that are less than. less than cool like it, it's i wish i had a larger vocabulary I maybe maybe i'll read a book today um, what do you do when you when you're doing this murph what do you, are you listening to audiobooks are you um thinking about your job what are you doing
2: i listen to your podcast a lot man
0: that's,
2: oh perfect. so that's honestly like so i've always kind of like liked listening to podcasts um when i work out um and i do like a lot of like long rowing intervals and stuff and i just need something to clear my head and just kind of turn it off and that's i started listening to your podcast with josh and matt um a while ago and then it kind of led into this and it's it's awesome what you're doing man like i love listening to it every day especially like you know i'm i'm more partial like i love the crossfit stuff that's on there just because i'm a crossfit nerd but it's really good and it's awesome when you want to just kind of turn your mind off and work out like the podcast is perfect for that
0: um could you go to mal o'brien's instagram account caleb i don't want you to jim do you smoke weed no do you smoke weed
2: oh i can't i'm a police officer
0: (laughs) but but he looks like he does with that beard right i can't (laughs) wait till i grow a beard and and people say that i look like i smoke weed uh will you click on that first uh yeah post right there Maybe scroll down into the comments a little bit. I, I made a comment on here this mo- morning. Oh, that. Wait, wait. Scroll back down. Who's that? Oh, that Al- Olivia Kerstetter. That's the young girl that Jacob Hepner trains. Okay, keep going. Uh, oh no. Did my comment get erased? Oh darn it.
1: It's probably just really deep in there.
0: No, I have a check mark. It should float to the top. I'm the man. Shouldn't it float to the top? Don't all the blue check marks float to the top so you can be like, look at all these blue check marks that follow me. Yeah, I anyway, I proposed in there. I said, hey, um, uh, maybe Mal, uh, maybe we can start a podcast, um, Josh, Mal, and Sevon. Just a little. It would be just a little different than Josh, Matt, and Sevon. <laughs> so maybe that podcast will come back, but it will have Mal instead of Matt.
2: Yeah, so, she's super impressive. What she's doing, man, it's pretty crazy. Crazy it's crazy and now she's working with matt and like that's really cool i'm i'm a matt fanboy so i'll I'll be pulling for her in the games
0: um how many times that you've done murph has someone jumped in with you
2: um I, 10 15 i don't know i was so i have a buddy who um do you, does
0: was, that bother you or are you kind of like oh thank you but really that, you're yeah. like fuck you get out of here
2: i love it yesterday you week, love it okay Yesterday we were training in a buddy's gym and he had, um, just a guy that was working out on the stairmaster behind where we were filming. And it was like amazing. Um, just he was just listening to me and I was just bullshitting with him as I was going. I, it's nice. And I had a buddy who is in, uh, the Navy who came home for like 12 days and he's like my favorite guy to train with. Cause he's just like a beast, like regionals level athlete. And, um, for like every year around christmas time we get like 12 days to just try to crush each other for 12 days and we're like super pumped for it uh just to see where we stacked up against each other and like it's 100 percent for 12 days like lying on the floor dead afterwards um so we did murph together for like six of the days and then we both got covid which sucked
0: oh wow he didn't he did murph six days in a row with you
2: yeah he's a fucking animal man
0: It's 300 air squats, right? Yeah. I mean, man, it, I i mean, it even sounds crazy to do 300 air squats every day for a year.
2: I think, I don't know. I think maybe more people should.
0: Yeah. I, I, you're probably right. More people do, should. I agree 100%, but it's still just gnarly. It's just gnarly.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, when you're done with this, do you think you'll ever do Murph again?
2: Yeah, of course. I'll do it every Memorial Day as long as I'm able to do it.
0: Right, right. Is it part of you looking forward to it being done?
2: Um, Kind of and kind of not because I've kind of just tapped into this like this different thing while I'm doing this that I didn't know I was capable of um, from everything from like time management. That was huge um, because now it's like everything has to be so dialed in that like I can't I don't have time to sit on the couch and bullshit on my phone for 15 minutes when I get home from work. So even
0: this podcast kind of fucks you up. You're like, Oh shit, 90 minutes. This is a lot to give.
2: No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I just, I did some monostructure work on the rower before I jumped on here. And then I got a buddy who I'm going to train with after this. And then I'll do more. But for the most part, like I'm off today. So if I'm like working like, yeah, dude, everything's got to be completely dialed in. There is no time for bullshit with working two jobs and kids. And trying to do full programming and Murph, which is like two hours a day, like it's very doable. If every single person went and sat back and looked at their day and calculated all the time that they wasted on things that didn't make them a better human, I think they would be shocked.
0: This dumbass thing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I've been doing uh, multiple workouts a day now for a few months, but my workouts are so like weak. I mean, they're nothing. I mean, they're nothing. I'll do three workouts in a day, and I still won't have accumulated MRF.
2: Yeah, but comparisons are deep the joy, brother. Like your yeah. your thing.
0: Like, yeah, I think it's better to work out multiple times a day, like significantly better. I think yeah. it's like
2: if you listen to, I think Shane Ord um, had talked about it before. Like, and you know, I know Matt had said it before. Like, there's there comes a point in time in that sixty to seventy-five minute window. Where it's like you're probably not doing any more good at this point because, like, you, mentally you can't and physically you can't bring the intensity that's supposed to be brought to each piece. If you're systematically programming and trying to follow something and bring the correct intensity and stimulus to each piece, you can't maintain that for over like seventy five minutes.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. Are you taking supplements? Yeah. What are you taking?
2: Uh, creatine, beta alanine. Um, what else do I take? I take pre workout and post workout. It's got like a bunch of BCAAs in it. Um, but my big thing is like creatine, beta alanine, and zinc.
0: Can you, Akela, can you pull up like the 10 best creatines? Do what creatine do you take?
2: So I have a company that sends them to me. Uh, GC Performance is just a guy who reached out and kind of wanted to help. And he sent me pre and post workout. And the pre workout has five milligrams in it, and the post workout has five milligrams in it.
0: Oh, can I see that instead, Caleb? What's it called? GCE?
2: GCE Performance, but I'm currently not able to take that with no sugar.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah, so I got bulk supplements, just like the cheap thing off Amazon. Yes. Yeah, that's what I've been using. Okay. Is it GNC or GC? Uh, GCE Performance. It's a Canadian company.
0: Let's look at both of those. So that's what I did a few years ago. I I went and I looked up the 10 best creatines. And then the best one is just like at the top of the list was just this generic one. And it's just a bag of fucking disgusting tasting. Oh, okay. Let's see.
2: I think the one Bridges uses is pretty solid. I think it's X Endurance or something.
0: That's the stuff you were taking?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're they're pre-workout and they're post-workout.
0: And that guy just found you and just sent it to you.
2: And he found me on TikTok and was like, Hey, I want to help out any way that I can. And sent me like hundreds of dollars worth of free workout.
0: Oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah. It was really cool, man. The whole, like all of the community has been like pretty awesome during this. Like I didn't do this to try to get this kind of shit. It just kind of happened.
0: Okay, and and then and then go to um. Do you do you remember the name? I can't remember the name of the creatine I bought. It was, but it is like really generic because I put it into a glass jar. What's it called?
2: I use bulk supplements.
0: Bulk supplements. That's yeah, the name of the website.
2: It's on Amazon.
0: Oh, it's will the, you find it?
2: that? It's like the cheapest shit you can buy.
0: And do you just put it in water and stir it?
2: Yeah. So water. I put beta alanine in my first serving of creatine in there. You don't have to mix it up. I just that's how I like to do it, and then just you know. Yes.
0: That's the shit I that's the shit I took too. I have too. It's disgusting by yeah. the way. I mix it in water, it tastes so bad.
2: Yeah, it's it's terrible. But you know, it's I just drink that and then like I'll bang out a Kill Cliff right before There's,
0: They're sold out.
2: Yeah, get them on Amazon still right now. I think.
0: Hey, and then um and then I take their that same company's arginine. Yeah. Do you do that too?
2: It's no, I don't not right now. I'm not supplementing arginine by itself. I just have the beta alanine and the creatine right now.
0: Yeah, I don't think... I've never taken beta alanine.
2: Dude, it's the shit. But the X endurance stuff that uh, Bridges promotes, I've heard really good things about that.
0: Just dry scoop it, Sevon. I don't don't even... I don't dry scoop. I I think I would love to know what dry scoop means in the Urban Dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to... I
2: don't know gotta,
0: why they couldn't just put it in water. It's got to be something. Uh, I, I I have a little glass cup, and I stir it in there, and I just try to drink it down as fast <laughs> as I can, and then I quickly fill it up and get another. Uh, Same. Oh, oh shit. Well, okay. I'm going to have to. We should come up with another. It should be something. Oh, there uh, it is. That's better. Oh, oh, yes. Here we go. Dry scoop. Sex without any lubricant <laughs> of any sort of assistance. In and out. Pro- yeah, it seems probably more painful than pleasant.
2: That sounds bad.
0: It's got 15 thumbs down and eight thumbs up dry scoop.
2: The jury's still out.
0: <laughs> the Urban Dictionary. How many kids do you have? Two. And how old are they?
2: My son just turned one yesterday and my daughter is three. Oh,
0: man. That's awesome.
2: It's so cool, man.
0: Do, do you ever push the stroller on Murph?
2: Yeah, I've done a bunch of stroller Murph. That's what sucks. It's so cold here, man. I can't have the kids out there with me, but... Like when I was just out there doing rowing intervals this morning while my wife took my son to his one-year-old checkup, like Harper was out there like playing on the rings with me, like doing burpees. Like she loves it. It's so cool, man. Like when we do, when I did the stroller murphs, those are some of my favorite ones that I've done. And they were, they took the longest, but like, it was so cool. Like my kids were digging it the whole time. They loved it. And they saw dad working hard and they they wanted to eventually jump in. And then Harper asked to start going to CrossFit Kids.
0: Really cool. Wow. And, and are you cool? Like, are, I have like different modes when I'm in my garage working out with my kids. So like they know that when I'm working out, like that they shouldn't interrupt me. So like if I'm, if I'm in there working out and they come in there um, with like a transformer and they go, Hey, will you change this from a car to a robot? I'll be like, Hey dude, you better give me space for a snap. Yeah. But there's other times. <laughs> there's other times like that where <laughs> I just have to realize, Hey, I'm a dad. Yeah. And, um, like, so if I come in there and I'm, and I'm working out and my son says, Hey, can I work out with you? And I'm in the middle of a hundred burpees, like I'll stop. And I'll, and I'll be, even though like everything in me, my whole life has been like, Hey, don't fuck with my stimulus. I'm working out. This is my time. I'll be like this. I'll be like, yeah, let's get some. And I'll quickly set the interval timer or something. i be like, let's take turns doing 10 each. Yeah. Like, that's so cool, man. Is it like that with you for Murph? Like sometimes it's like, hey, I can't be interrupted and I have to finish this. And other times it's like, okay, I'll, like you were squatting with your daughter.
2: No, nope. Every single time she wants to come out there, I'm like all for it, man. I, awesome. I work. I, out, it. I work out enough on my own. And also I don't want her to ever have like a stigma of like what the garage should be other than let's get together and have some fun working out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. I have a pretty strict no toy rule in the garage. Yep. Like you can come in there anytime you want, but like it's not a place for Legos even for a minute. Like I don't even want you walking through the garage with Legos. Like you come in there, party, let's party. My kids spend do spend a lot of time, but it it is a you have a whole playroom. Yeah, that's where toys are. I don't want to ever come in here and anyone have to step on a Lego or your remote control cars in here or. Yeah, yeah. are you pretty strict about your garage? Um. I don't let him drink in there. No glass in there.
2: It's never kind of. It's never come up. Like every time she comes into the garage, it's like almost like she already knows. Like this is a place of hard work and punishment.
0: <laughs> Let's get some. Yeah, it's so uh, it's so great. Now it is almost daily now that one of my kids will ask me, "Hey, can we work out?" That's it's so nuts. Great, That's so yeah, great. yeah. It's nuts. And, there, can, and and just about every day too, there's like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Also, there's a good balance.
2: I can't wait till there's a point in time where she's like able to actually like be competitive with it or is like wants to be on the same level as me. And we're just like kind of going hard in there. Like, that's my dream is to be able to be 55 years old and work out with my 16 year old daughter and give her a run for her money. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, there's going to be a point where she's seven years old and she can crush you in toes to bar, right? I don't know. <laughs> you'll see my friend <laughs> you will see i was uh, my my uh Abby just got a one wheel i don't know if you know what that is yeah, I know what are. and i wrote i was riding it the other day just in, and i crashed it and i jumped off of it and he started crying and i thought he was crying because i crashed his one wheel and he came over and hugged me he goes please don't ride it anymore i don't want you to hurt yourself
1: oh
0: <laughs> I thought I thought he's crying cuz I fucked his one wheel up I put a scratch on it and he doesn't want me to hurt myself. I remember not wanting my dad to hurt myself. It's crazy that my 7-year-old is he he knows I'm fragile compared to him. Yeah, yeah, there he is.
2: That's cool. Yeah, I can't wait to have that kind of relationship when they get older like you have with your kids when it comes to like judo and um, you know, skateboarding and stuff, like just watching the kids do their thing. Like I just love watching her do pick up a kettlebell outside. And yeah lot with perfect form and i can't imagine when there's like going to be some competition put into it like there's just such a sense of like pride that you take in your kids it's just it's unexplainable until you have them and i wouldn't even understand it until i had them either and i I cannot wait for that time to come where we're doing sports together and stuff
0: do you work out with your wife
2: no nope why not um
0: i have not does she work out
2: she she used to be like super big into running and um like I guess body pump stuff and she's really being into yoga and pilates but not into CrossFit.
0: Does she think you're crazy?
2: Yeah, but yeah. she embraces it, man. She she loves like she knows she knew from a very early point that like I guess I I I have some kind of maybe a mental disorder or something where it's like I need that two hours a day to try to break myself to feel mentally happy. Like, you know, I dealt with like depression and stuff throughout my life. Um, and the way that I cope with it is I go out and I crush myself in a workout and I'm happy.
0: When did you, so what did you used to do before you found um, uh, movement to, to mitigate that your moods?
2: I've always just, I did like bodybuilding before that um, with like some form of like circuit training which it's functional fitness, you know, right. um, to get, you know, to be in shape for work. But when I finally like got into CrossFit and I felt that first time of like, I crushed myself, I just like laid on the floor and I was, everything was like silent for a minute. Everything was good. Like there was nothing going on. It was just, I didn't have any thoughts. It was just great. And that's kind of like why I started Murph. I haven't really come out and like talked to a whole lot of people about it, but you know, I was dealing with a lot of shit in my life. Um, And I went to the gym on Memorial day and I, I tried my hardest in Murph and I didn't think about anything for 45 minutes except like the pain that I was going through in the workout. And of course, honoring Mike Murphy. And I was like, man, this is, I've been chasing that high for 235 days.
0: There's this um, Taoist saying, stop thinking and all your problems will go away. Yeah. P- problems, are, pro- problems are weird, right? There's something like egotistical about problems. I don't mean that in a negative way. But, but it's, it's one of the cool things about having kids – you have an opportunity to to, to to give yourself up. Not it doesn't matter if you're hungry or sleepy or anything, you'll do anything for them. But but be also because of that, some people are like, oh, it's such a burden, it's such a sacrifice. Actually, it's such a gift because you don't have to anything's better than dealing with your own thoughts sometimes.
2: Oh, hundred percent. And and they don't they don't care what you're going through or, or you know, what shape you're in or what, what's your your worst day to them, you're still just dad. And they just love <laughs> right. unconditionally no matter what. So sometimes it's like if I'm having like a really shitty day or I'm feeling down on myself, like my daughter loves me exactly the same every single way, every single day. And I need it. You know, I need that love.
0: Uh, I, I, it's so funny cause I, and I use this as an example a lot, but when I got fired from CrossFit, I just remember like my kids, like I, we were at the skate park when they called and fired me and I was, th- it's still just like, Hey, I need an orange. Where the fuck's my water? Just like, they just yeah. like, I'm like, I'm in total fucking disarray and turmoil. My whole life's been turned upside down. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, Hey, I have to take a piss. Like, what are you doing over there worrying about your own shit? Who cares if you have a job or not? Yeah. and that's. Awesome. I need an orange, yeah, it's, it's so awesome. great um uh, what so going going back to that um you've had that since you've been a kid like so you're you're not surprised you're not like, oh um, gent-, you, you don't look at your sometimes and be like, what have I got myself into this feels like you
2: yeah this, this I don't think, thing yeah, I don't think there's anything else that could be more me um than doing this workout for 365 days or some form of it. It just happened to, like, I love the concept and everything behind Murph and and the memorial of Mike Murphy. It's, like, it kind of just fit on par with my beliefs and everything. Um, But it's kind of always just been me, like, that kind of thing. Like, I've never been really great at anything. Uh, I've never been the best athlete of everything. Like, I was pretty good, but I wasn't great. Um, But I always, like, worked a little bit harder than most people. And I kind of embraced that role and I liked it. I liked it about myself that like I could go to these places that a lot of people didn't want to go.
0: Well, um, what is a depression? What, what, like, how would you describe that? What is it?
2: Um, For me, I would describe it as like nothingness. Like there's no joy in things. There's no, it's just kind of, you stare at the wall and you can stare at the wall for five hours and nothing changes. There's no, there's no emotions one way or the other. For me, that's, that's kind of what I was going through.
0: Is it tied to motivation or?
2: Um, I think there, there was a form of that maybe, but.
0: Do you know what caused it?
2: I think I have a pretty good idea. You know, I I think there was, I was dealing with like a lot of, a lot of PTSD stuff. And, um.
0: Were you in, you were in the military? No. Oh.
2: No, no. Just Just from work, stuff at work.
0: Wow. Wow. And is that common you think with police officers oh
2: yeah very very common I mean if you look at the suicide rate amongst cops it's it's crazy high
0: wow um as you're as you're oh as you're willing to talk about it more I'd love to talk about it with you yeah man I'd love to have you on again and talk about it
2: yeah definitely it's something that's not really brought up a lot and you have cops killing themselves at a really high rate um, right now because of depression your firefighters too they're going through the same thing and it's the
1: same in the military
2: yep and it's With you, the, oh, you see you see the worst in humanity every single day and you see horrible things every single day and violence every single day and it it takes its toll on you whether you want to admit it or not it takes its toll on you the way you see the world the way you see yourself the way you look at others it's it's bad man
0: And what's interesting about that is then on the flip side um Uh, on your instagram which some people you know poo poo social media but for you it's like where all your support and like love comes from 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 a a community
2: dude it's crazy i when i first started this i like it was for me and i put it on tiktok because none of my friends had tiktok and i didn't want any of my friends to see that i was posting on social media or anything and then overnight it just kind of blew up and i and i was receiving all these messages from from vets from firefighters from cops from guys that were who are alcoholics from people who had not done fitness in 10 years and were extremely overweight and like this made me get off my ass and go work out this got me through my shift today this helped me deal with my depression all these crazy good things and i was like holy shit man like i'm just a regular ass dude working out in this garage trying to do something hard to get me through my days and it's inspiring people and i'm not i'm not i'm nothing special man i'm a regular dude a regular ass dude who just goes and does a workout for forty five minutes, and it's got the impact that it does on a community that I associate with in law enforcement, firefighters, and military, going through kind of the same thing I was going through. And, and to me, it was like kind of bigger than myself. Around day forty or forty five, I kind of realized like this is this is bigger than you.
0: Everything's contagious. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that. Everything is contagious. Everything you do. Like there's no one who can, I remember, I don't know if it's Charles Barkley or Tupac. I can't remember when I was a kid, one of them was like, I'm not a role model. I'm not a role. you actually, that's not your choice. Yeah. That's actually not your, every, every single person, when you're sitting there ordering a Frappuccino, you're telling with, that has 60 grams of sugar or whatever it is. You're telling everyone around you that it's okay to live that life. You're telling when you put on a mask, you're telling everyone around you that there's something to be afraid of yeah, or, or, or whatever story people have around it. No, I'm with and, you. like, and, and, and you're lying to yourself if you think it's not that way. And you and, and we're all susceptible to it, it from the, the highest yogi who claims to have complete stillness. We're all susceptible to it.
2: A hundred percent. A hundred percent agree with you. And I, I always tell people, like, dude, I'm not special. Like, I'm not Rich Froning. I'm not Matt Frazier. I'm a regular guy. Who just flip the switch at some point in their mind. Every single person has this inside of them to some degree. You might not be physically there yet, but you can go out and do something hard every single day for an hour where you're like, I found my quit today, and I'm gonna push a little bit past that. Every single person has uh. it. You just you have to find it in your in yourself, in every single person. I truly believe every single person has that in. Them.
0: do do you have any um uh weird stories of like or just like fucked up stories of like you started murph you were 15 minutes into it and your wife comes out to the garage and be like oh my god we're supposed to go to the you had a dentist appointment so you have to stop and then go to dentist do you have any of those or do you have any like oh like a murph no did you ever have you ever done it twice in a day during these these um no no uh
2: no i always made it a point to like it's planned that was another thing is like time management for me it's like I made a commitment to do this. I'm planning it out. My day is planned around. It has to be done at this time. There's no sitting around bullshitting, feeling sorry about yourself. You have to do it at this time because life is waiting for you for the next eight hours.
0: It's never been like, oh shit, it's 11 o'clock at night and I only have 60 minutes left to get it in. Sorry, I'm, no.
2: Nope. And, and I think it's, one, it's therapeutic for me too. It's like, it's. I've gotten into this habit now of like embracing this thing and, and being like, this is what I'm doing today and it needs to get done at this time. Um, So it's the hardest one was like the COVID one where it was like five or 6 PM. And I was sitting on the couch with 103 temperature. And I was like, dude, Murph's got to get done. Like I'm not giving up these 210 days right now for this shit. So get off your ass. Stop feeling fucking sorry for yourself and go out there and get Murph done.
0: Did your wife try to talk you out of it?
2: No, she knows I'm a crazy person. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: yeah so she, she kind of she's she knows what's going on um what
0: what shoes are you wearing um, have you been wearing the same pair of shoes for this entire thing
2: most of the time yeah nike metcons um if my shins are like really blown i mean a mile run for me dude like he'll be like the metcons are not good for running like it's a mile like 1600 meters it's not that bad and i i would give up the squatting and running shoes for running the pain of running and like weightlifting shoes um and i've worn like nike running shoes every once in a while um when like my shins will start to blow up or i'll have like knee issues if it's bad then i'll throw the running shoes on
0: have you gone on vacation anywhere
2: yeah we've gone on three different vacations
0: and 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 where have you gone
2: um north carolina to the outer banks um twice and ocean city twice which is just here in maryland it's just the beach
0: And so how far, how far are these from your house?
2: Uh, 10 hours and three hours.
0: So then you really have to figure it out, right. Especially on those travel days.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, I had to find a place to do pull-ups and like, you can see some of the videos that I have on there. Like I would just find a beam that was like hanging from a parking garage and do pull-ups there and do push ups in the gravel. Like you can, you can get it done. It's a great workout to do. Even if you're don't have a vest on, it's a great workout to do when you're on vacation. It's like 45 minutes, you know, 50 minutes, just run it slick and, and do it.
0: Um, do you, you've, you always do it with a vest all these times?
2: Yeah. yeah. And
0: which vest do you, do you just have one vest? It must be nasty.
2: Oh, uh, no. I, so I wash it. You can wash it. Um, but I've been like, people have sent me vests, um, a bunch of different kind of vests. And I just found one that like, I, I think looks the coolest <laughs> and works the best, but, um, yeah, for right now, I've just been using the um, the Wolf Tactical one I have. And it's not anything special. It's pretty affordable.
0: I wonder what you're going to do after this. So
2: we've been talking about that. And I kind of have a plan. I don't really know if it's going to happen or not or ha- the logistics behind it. But I've been looking for a way to give back to the veteran and police officer community. And what I'd like to do is there you go. Yeah, that was me doing it at the beach. Um I'd like to do a thing where we can, we can somehow get a donation set up for some sort of foundation, where we say, "Hey, the person who donates the much the most this day, you get to pick which hero workout I do for three hundred. Like, I'll do a different hero workout every day for three hundred sixty five days. I don't care how hard it is. If you donate ten dollars and you say this workout, and this guy donates eight dollars, and you still get to choose the workout that day."
0: Gotcha. That's cool. So
2: bringing awareness to the heroes that should be honored and also giving back to a community who deserves everything you have.
0: Is the goal to get back out on the street?
2: I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. Kind of can't really go into it. Um, Right. But like mentally, I don't know um, if, if that's going to be a thing.
0: Right. How um, how long have you been a police officer? 10 years. You think you'll make it another 10?
2: It's tough to say right now. I'm exploring other avenues. Right. Right.
0: Well, I appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate you letting me pick around. I hope I was respectful. People will tell me in the comments, Hey asshole, you didn't want to talk about it. Why'd you keep pushing?
2: No, dude, I will. I would be willing to come on and dive deeper and all that stuff. um, If you want to, for sure. Awesome. And there's definitely like a, there's definitely something that needs to be said for like our firefighters, our police officers and our military that like there needs to be more readily available fitness, and it needs to become a part of what we do every single day. And it might even have to be part of your shift. It's so important. And there's no standard held amongst most departments for people to be physically fit. And for me, there's no greater injustice than putting people out there. who are supposed to protect the community, protect their brothers, and they're not fit. And you're not holding them to a standard. And it makes me sick i think it's the most selfish thing you can do
0: word i agree i couldn't fucking agree and, and, and to completely take all of the responsibility and blame off of our first responders it, we they have to be before we judge them they have to be given the resources and the time to do it and then after that let's fucking tear into them yeah but yeah. until then like like
2: jiu dude bjj like Yes. If you if you put that into the hands of police officers and made them some sort of test that they have to have every single month that complies with that, I can 100% guarantee you that police shootings would would, get, would skyrocket down. 100%. Because you look at 90% of these people that come into the academy that don't have that background Where are they going to get it? they got to find time in between a 12-hour shift to work out, go find a BJJ gym, find out how to pay for it. You spend all this money on shit that doesn't matter for police work, but you don't teach them how to deal with situations without using their weapons. Like They don't know how to fight, man. A lot of these shootings happen because people are scared to death. They're humans like me and you, and they don't know how to handle the situation because they've never been given the correct tools to handle that situation. You make them fit. You teach them how to do judo. And you put them on the street, and I guarantee you have a fine-tuned machine who's not gonna make the same mistakes you're seeing over and over and over again.
0: The gentlest guys I know are the guys who are the baddest dudes.
2: They're the most humble dudes because they don't have anything to prove, man. They've been there, been humiliated, they've they've learned that, that, that lesson on the mat. Like it's just it's a whole different culture thing, man. Like you walk into a room and that could be the baddest VJA dude in the world and he's not the one standing up trying to pick a fist fight because he's been in a thousand fights.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I have this friend who's, a, I have two friends who are really, really fucking gnarly fighters, and they're both brown belts in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and they both do some bouncing at bars, and I go, do you get in a lot of fights? They're like, no, they're like, I fight all day at the fucking, at the dojo, yeah. like, it's like, I don't, like, I don't want, I'm not interested, like, I'm not interested in fighting anyone here, I'm just, just keep the peace, keep, like, I'm. Not, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> and they're both insane strikers, too.
2: To put it back into perspective for you, Savon like, yeah. I my partner on the street was a fucking amazing wrestler. And uh-huh. I learned from him how to wrestle. And because I didn't wrestle as a kid, I played baseball and football. So we have this unit of 12 guys where I just told you how many guns we took off of people. We're talking about right. confrontation. When you go up and you grab somebody and you feel a pistol in their waistband, it does something different to you. Right. Okay? And in that situation, we had two shootings, two shootings over over eight years of all those guns and all those interactions. And it's wow. every single one of those dudes on that squad was physically fit and knew how to take care of themselves in a fight. The last thing they needed to do was grab their gun. But we did that on our own. There was never time given for that. There was never instruction given for that. The part you do in the academy is maybe 30 minutes of, a, of a, nine months, man. Like it's it's an injustice to every single police officer and every single citizen by not teaching them how to grapple and teaching them how to be fit.
0: An obese uh, first responder is insane. It's
2: it's, it's 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 like
0: you wouldn't let the fire truck have a flat tire.
2: It's crazy. And, and I look at it as when I took my fitness serious, I looked at the guy to my right and the guy to my left. And I said, I'm not going to be the reason you don't go home to your kids because I didn't take the hour a day to go get fit. It takes an hour, man. It doesn't even take that. Go get on a salt bike for 30 minutes, row for 30 minutes. Get yourself in shape. Because if you don't do it for yourself, do it for the guy next to you as a family
0: to get on to. Um, can I show you something? Uh, switch subjects real quick. This will only take two minutes. Uh, can you pull up that post I, I just uh, sent you, Caleb? Totally off subject. So these guys are on a, on a team together. Annie Thor's daughter, Con Porter, Lauren Fisher. And, and, who, and that guy was on the demo team. What's his name? Talo? T- Tolo?
1: Hello. Hello.
0: yeah. Wow. Someone just texted me the other day and said, "Hey, do you know Lauren Fisher hates your guts, but her husband loves you? Her husband's Rathsmith, right? Rathsmith. <laughs> yeah, I really like him. He's funny as shit. I really, I don't know Lauren at all, but I, but I really like her, uh, uh, her brother. Dude, Garrett. that's
2: a solid team.
0: Hey, you know what I heard yesterday? I heard um, Fakowski's going to uh, mayhem. Really." I don't know if he's moving there, but I heard he's a mayhem athlete now.
2: Dude, I would love to see some, like, some super teams come up and compete. Because, really, we got mayhem right now. I would love to see, like, some crazy super teams go out go at each other.
0: Man, that team at Wadapalooza, that Noah. The boys? Yeah, Chandler he, and Travis Chandler
2: Smith, the man. How do you not pull for that guy?
0: Yeah, I like all those dudes. Yeah. They're same. all gentlemen. Same. Uh... All right, brother. Thank you very much for your time. Hour and a half. Get some. We'll be watching and uh we'll see you in um hopefully hundred and thirty days and 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 pick your brain on what's next.
2: Yeah, man. Anytime.
0: Yeah. Thanks for all your support. For you've been supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it.
2: I appreciate and- you, man. You guys keep me going when I'm doing these mers and like the community that you've created on here. It's pretty cool.
0: Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, bud. Caleb. Peace.
2: And love.